Welcome, everybody, to the Circle of the Big Podcast Top 5 Picks of the Week here for week number 32. 32. It's the DBS one I've been seeing here alongside with my brothers from another mother's, and that is the one and only. He is the one and only. I don't know who does this. Who is this? Is that a wrestler? Steve-O. Steve-O. Wait, Steve-O. Oh, yeah, Steve-O. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, felt very Steve-O. I felt very Steve-O right now. I'm on like three hours of sleep off a six-hour tattoo session, so oh. I am running on fumes. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the CK1, <laughs> Chris Kim. And also we have the hero of all heroes. He is trying to devour, demolish retribution with his 12-inch pythons and end it completely. And he's trying to save the world pandemic. And um, he's trying to save world the world. World peace, <laughs> man. World peace. That is the great American hero, Mr. Mike Lopez. And peace today, and love, everybody. Peace and love. That's right. Hey, I got good news for you, man. They sent Mace to the PI. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the oh yes. Performance Center. So that might turn the record from uh, one in five to maybe one in six. Hopefully. What is, yeah, hopefully. You're almost, you're almost there. <laughs> almost. Almost there. Poor Dio Madden, man. Also did not deserve to be in that group. But that's no, a different list. That's a different list. That's a different list. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, this top five pick of the week is our top five underrated wrestlers. You know, this is what we feel that it was underutilized. And does that have to be any – could be any promotion. Does that have to be also WWE – but it can be any promotion as well. WCW, ECW, New Japan, uh, all Japan, it could be anything. So we're going to go ahead and start this off. So let me go ahead and start this off myself. My number five, I have Rick Martell, number five. Love you already. Fantastic choice, sir. Good job. A plus. Rick Martell, because. As the model a, or as just. As, as, the, mo as the model. Okay. And even when he was by himself before, too, he was very un underutilized. After he left Strike Force uh, with Tito Santana when they broke up, when he went heel, I'm like, Dude, oh, I was really happy about – I was really happy, to be honest, because he – Did you did you say Strike Force? Yes. There was a, tight, a tag team, which was uh, Tito Santana, huh. yeah. Rick Martel. They were called Strike Force. It was in like 87 or some shit. About eight, around 87, 88. So that, that was the hottest tag team, too. They were actually not a bad Are you thinking team. he was an MMA fighter like five years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he worked for Scott Coker. Like, wait, what? <laughs> that would be crazy. I know, right? Um, but, yes, after he left that faction, that tag team, he went to singles competition and he became this character of Rick, uh, you know, just with a big old – I didn't forget what the hell it's called. It's, oh, this is insane. How did I pull this off? They debuted in August 1987. I have something wrong with my brain that I know that off the top of my head, <laughs> I need to go see a doctor or something. <laughs> like, I should not go to a psychiatrist. You know, I, I, I still have to go see those matches. I have to see those matches again. I, like, I have to see the tag team again. But uh, but other than that, I mean, Rick Martel, I don't, he never won a championship. He's never won an intercontinental. He's never won anything at all. Uh, not even main event at all. He was always a mid-card level, underutilized. Yeah, and I, I mean, feel that like Rick Martel would have pulled it off 100%. Uh, because of his persona, heel fashion he had back in those times, oh, he would have been a perfect, perfect world champion, or even an intercontinental champion would have been perfect. Yeah, he had the tag title, but I mean, like we, I mean, it's hard to call that a world title because so many people have it, and so yeah. many, so many people get get it tossed to them just to have it, you know. 
I agree. And the other individual I feel that it, that deserves to be right next to him is my number four, and that's um, and that's Lenny Poffle, the genius. I feel that's another one right there. Why I see the genius? Because that was the most annoyingest character that the whole people really hated. And I hated it myself, too. But Lanny Poffo pulled it off. Yeah. His brother was up there, Randy Savage, you know. Uh, but I felt like he could have been a great heel in winning that belt. I would have been like, it would have pissed the world off. And it would have got, you know, the fans more. I don't care who it is. Someone just beat this guy for that belt. It could be either for the IC or for or for the the world championship. I think that would have been awesome to see um, Lanny Poffo to be up there too, underutilized as well. And the only thing I just really hated the fact that they use this character very no pun intended, and I'm not disrespecting, you know, you know, very wussy, you know, not. Yeah, yeah, I get anyway. you. It's not, you know, it's nothing. It's a character. It's, yeah, it's only it's, it's a what character. he was given, basically. Yeah, his gimmick was just, I don't, I didn't like it. It, I mean, I didn't, like, I didn't like that style. I mean, the gimmick was fine for me, but just him prancing, like, what the fuck? What's up with that? No, he should be, he should be like the, you know, one of those type of high school scholars, like, you know, one of the, those uh, smart asses, like, yeah, I'm better. You could have found really, I mean, in today's climate, you have the writers and hopefully the, the cleverness to write, like, an angle where he could have found very clever ways to win matches based on like maybe he's backstage and he's got like a, a, a uh, like a like a chalkboard he's like based on my calculations this is how i'm going to win the match yes and then he goes out and fucking does it yeah well carried the two uh which got me the three count you know shit like that like that would have been really funny to see him like find actual like mathematic equations and shit to like win matches but that idea is ahead of its time i agree uh, yep. yeah and my number my number three um, and this is a WCW uh, mm -hmm. alumni that who should have been used because he was very talented in the ring. Uh, he he reminds me kind of uh, I mean, he was your Val Venus of WCW because the way how he danced. No, get the fuck if you say Disco Inferno, I'm gonna fucking smack you across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't talking about him, Alex Wright. The yeah, Berlin, hell yeah, the dude. Berlin guy, Alex. Wright. Yeah, I love Alex Wright. The he was yeah. yes, he was underutilized. Absolutely, and I, I mean, and the, and that the guy was talented. He put on really great matches that I, that I remember in WCW. He, was he wasn't like puff. He wasn't like buff, but he was tall. Yeah, yeah, but he was cut. I mean, and, and the guy yeah, had yeah, to, sure. he had to he had the looks. He had the charisma. Yeah. He had the charisma. He had the in ring skills ability. I feel that he could have. Man, he could have pulled it off to be what, what, Wonderkind, right? Was that his name? The Wonderkind? I believe, yeah, in real life, I think it was something hmm. like that. Like that was his actual like nickname. Like, let me fucking look that up. That's, a, that's yeah. another Rain Man type of deal. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Alex Wright. Well, shit. I was trying to think of what it was. He could have pulled it off, to be honest. I would have loved to see him. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, you know, Wonder, his name was Doss Wonderkind. Hell that's yeah, that's what it was, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I loved, yeah, I loved that character. I did not like the Berlin character, but at least they were trying something. Yeah. Yeah. That's they turned him into a, literally turned him into a Nazi, but what are you going to do, you know? Oh, I hated that shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> literally turned him into a Nazi. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and this was WCW? 
Yeah. WCW, yeah. Oh, but no. as, when he was Das Wunderkind, he was like um, a German nightclub kid, like a club kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he would always kind of, he was kind of like. Um, uh, it's the fun. Yeah. From yeah, Saturday Night Live. Like this is how we dance on sprockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> he can wrestle. Don't don't let the character fool you. He, he yeah, but wrestle. he could wrestle. That. Yeah. He could wrestle. He was underutilized. Um, I'm going along with a pass, you know, like there's some. I mean, because the reason why, because a lot of the, the, the present, we already kind of discussed, like, um, as who should have been champion. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they were used, but then they're now pushed off. You know, you get, you get me? Like, they were already – These are guys used. that weren't even, I think, considered for champion. My list is, like, probably they weren't even considered for championships. Yeah. And my number yeah. two – But should have been. My number two sh- is R. Anderson. Really? R. Anderson. Why? Wait, are you saying Arn or R? Arn Anderson. He didn't get the push you think that this list I don't employs? feel – I don't – as a singles competitor, it would have been great for him to be a world champion. Okay, okay. I feel you. In, like, NWA? Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, he did win the NWA, what, television champion, I believe, or the right. But I was – I don't. I still didn't feel – not even WCW. I think he He's always been associated as a horseman, yeah. not as a singles. Yeah, yeah. that's the only where, thing. Where, where Ric Flair is like – he's Ric Flair first, a horseman second. Yes. Yeah, I get that's, you. That's how I feel about Art Anderson. I think Art Anderson should have been – because the motherfucker could fucking go in a ring. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you go back to looking at his, you know, singles competition before, you know, even with South or with the Four Horsemen when he – Won the, t- the TV title in NWA. I mean, that motherfucker could go, and he—he's yeah. a heavy hitter. He reminded me a little bit of uh, Barry Windham style, but a little bit of uh, his own. It's like American style. strong. It's like American strong style. It's very wrestling, yeah. wrestling power wrestling. Very slams. stiff, very yeah. stiff. But his stiffness was in his soul. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I loved it, and I think like Zabisco was like that. Larry Zabisco was exactly like that too. Yeah, yep, agreed, agreed. And my number one, believe it or not, I mean, I have to put him in this one, number one. Why? Because this is the man with a thousand holds, and that is Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Fuck yeah. He's another underutilized. WCW didn't really pay attention to him. He could have been a television or U.S., never won those belts, always been stuck in a cruiserweight division, and never was pushed above from that. And he should have been un- if you push Benoit, why can't you push this guy and this individual as well? And I think he deserved, he kind of deserved that to be in the, in the world championship picture. Even in WWE, he could have been in the, you know, in that picture or the Intercontinental as well, it, as, as well as in WCW with the U.S. belt or for the TV weight. I think Dimalenko, regardless of his height, that the he could most technical person in the ring mm-hmm. and – will not hurt you at all. He put out phenomenal matches with Mysterio, uh, with Eddie, you know, we can name him in WCW and what he's done, what he's accomplished of matches. But when it comes to uh, utilizing him to become a world champion, they really slip on the, on that. Because he had the looks, he had the in-ring skills abilities, the charisma he did have. He, did have. he could have had a match. I don't know about that one, but everything, one, else, he, made he, up, he, everything he, else made up for it. Okay, yeah, but here's one thing I would add to Malenko, a manager, because he's not really great in the mic. But if you would have added a manager towards him, who would you have given him? Who would you? Who would you pick? 
That's a tough one. A tough yeah, one. I, I would. Be, I, I don't even have this. I should. I'll put Heenan. I'll put Bobby the Brain Heenan on him. That's nice. That's not bad. I would put Bobby the Brain because Bobby the Brain yeah, will actually heal like Keebler when she was Miss Stacy or whatever her name was. Yeah, because not only that, I mean, Heenan still had the manager role at the time during that. You know, during that tenure in WCW, he could have pulled it off with Belenko. He did it for perfect in WWF. God damn but uh, he, he, he could. He did it perfect. He's fucking. It was a good, a good duel. Why not? Uh, so now my two honorable mentions. Uh, my two honorable mentions. One, uh, they slept on this one for a fact. And that is Chris Canyon. Chris Canyon. I was thinking about putting Mortis on my list, bro. I was thinking about it. Continue. Chris Canyon deserved to be in a world title picture. Who a better? Lot, right? Who better than Who him? Better than Canyon? I love Canyon. Canyon. I everything he did. Rest, God rest his soul. That yeah, guy. For real. That guy sold and did put a lot of talent over. He, he was so him. fucking good that Edge had to steal his finisher. Yes. Yes. People, people yes, don't understand yes. that. Uh, Explain it to the police. Tell him. Tell him. Mortis was doing the downward spiral. Um, I forget what he called it. But he was doing that reverse Russian leg sweep fucking decade, a decade before he hit WWE. And I was like, that's fucking sick. Go back and play WCW versus NWO World Tour. That was his finisher as Mortis. He was using it so, so much before, you know, it hit any main roster. I was like, that's, I like, I, I almost wanted to use it, but then I was like, I don't want to be a Canyon ripoff, you know? But yeah, as that, as Mortis, yeah, that shit's perfect. Yeah. Definitely. Chris Canyon is, for me, I have the most talented person in the ring. He had the charisma. He he had it all. I don't know why. Not even when he went to WWE, they, they didn't use him, didn't utilize him correctly. Either. He had that lisp. Vince doesn't like a lisp. Yeah, yeah. But Jack <laughs> Hager had it too. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Cody has it too. Who That's cares? why you had Dutch, Mon Mo uh, Dutch Montoy, whatever the fuck his name is, as the voice of Jack, of Jack Swagger. Mm. But yeah, the other honor mention, he did have a big push. And ECW, but I felt that he could have been a big push in WCW and WWE at the time. That's my opinion. I feel Shane Douglas. I feel Shane Douglas, even though you're saying that no, he should he was under no, your I'm, not, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be on your list. I'm saying that I think that he, like, I feel you, like, as far as in maybe not ECW. In ECW, he was fucking all-team all-star captain of the fucking company. Oh, man. He was the one leading leading the team overall. He was a yeah. captain of that. Um, but I, I I feel that in when he before he went to WCW, I mean ECW, I feel when he was in, you know, WWE, WWF, they could have used him very well. And WCW. Well, that wasn't his fault. That was the Sean thing. Sean didn't like him. Ridiculous. Because, yeah, there were, it was Sean. And I'll add another one just here for the fuck of it. I want to add him. This Dynamite Kid. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'll add that on my kid on this one. Yeah. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Even the British Bulldogs separated, he could have been another one by, you know, another singles competitor for himself, and he would have pulled it off. But unfortunately, because of his personal bad habits, did not happen. But if, yeah. he, if he would have, you know, switched his, uh, you know, calmed down on his, you know, his abuse, personal abuse. He, he liked to have party. He partied. He partied. He partied hard. <laughs> But if he would have come down with that, he could have been the first Chris Benoit, if you get with my point. 
Yeah, but, but which he is when it comes to in, in-ring skills ability. A lot of that UK style is from him, like that power and flyer style. That's yes. all, all Dynamite Kids started that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. That's, yeah, that's what I have. Cool. All right, so Mr. Hero, take it away. All right, here we go. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of names that could belong to this list. A lot of great wrestlers, sports entertainers, whatever you want to call them, that uh, deserve the recognition and the pushes that they probably didn't receive. Uh, So my number five is Drew Gulak. Uh, You know, who does does, uh, Vince McMahon send people to when they need help in the ring? They send them to Drew Gulak. We were just talking off the air that send this whole uh, exodus of sending the heavies back to the performance center. They're going to Drew Gulak. He's running it right now, basically, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, coming into SmackDown, uh, they teamed or they kind of paired him up with Daniel Bryan. And then after that. I love that angle. That angle was sick. I love it, too. It, 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 it was so fucking sick. He's like, I, I know how to beat you. I've done the math. I'm like, oh, shit. You might, you might actually get this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, but, you know, it, it kind of didn't go anywhere. For, or at least I missed it, I guess. I don't know. But, no, uh, yeah, so it, it's a it, it. He's one of those wrestlers that I feel like why do that and just have him there and not unleash him to you know have all these great matches with everybody else. He's, he's training he's with the mic, them anyway. He's on the mic too. Yeah, yeah. He's from what, you know, from what we've heard, all of it, man. He's he's mm-hmm. not shy with the, the talking. There you go. So. Uh, I heard that he was the gobbledygooker uh, at Survivor Series this, oh. this uh, past past month. So, so yeah, number five, number four is Wade Barrett. I, nice. This is a guy. That's like that. thinking inside and outside the box. Yes, because you know he did get a WWE title shot at Survivor Series 2010, I believe, uh, and uh, you know. He, he was the leader of the Nexus, so there was somewhat of a push there. there. There was something there. But as we all know, or as we've heard, I should say, uh, that, you know, John Cena did not want to put them over uh, at SummerSlam 2010, and that just kind of killed that momentum there. So he, I, don't, I, I feel that he didn't really recover, or his career or persona or push, whatever, uh, didn't recover. Currently, he's commentating on NXT, uh, which is great. You know, it's, it's, you know, congratulations to him. Uh, is but he injured I, or anything, or is he just not performing? Like, what, is he retired? That, uh, from I don't know. He retired know, from he the was, ring. He, he was just, the um, he was the um, we are defiance champion when they were with Culture Pro Wrestling. Yes, but that was that was you know two three years ago. Yeah, but um, he 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 is <clears throat> not a retirement, but he just stopped. Because right, he was definitely. more focused on films and more, you know, focused in the, in the movie industry. Okay. They're mm-hmm. wrong. He, 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 I, I mean, they're not popular, like popular, but he's not a bad actor of the movies that I saw from him. Oh, I forgot the name. <laughs> I forgot the name. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so that's number four. Number three is Dolph Ziggler. I heard I a, a report. Uh, I heard a report recently where Vince McMahon would uh, would bury Dolph Ziggler because Pat Patterson kept trying to get him over. And as a rib to Pat Patterson, 
Vince decided, hey, you know what? Since uh, Pat is trying to get this guy over, let, let's let's uh, let's put him down instead. I didn't so know. it's just uh, you know it's a shame that uh, McMahon feels the need to do something like that with someone's career. But from what I've heard, again, these are just uh, we're just commentating. You know, we're just uh, giving our opinion. So fuck you, Dave Meltzer. There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and fuck you too, Dave. Yeah. Uh, um, Brian Alvarez. Your name is, Brian Alvarez. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> according to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You said it. Yes. <laughs> oh, wonderful, my goodness. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> So what was, what was oh Dolph Ziggler? So you know, I kind of lost lost my train of thought here, but um yeah you know it, it sucks that that has to be going on with him and in his career because you know he's very talented obviously, he's the showstopper oh yeah and I heard that Dolph is among the top paid guys in WWE so you know what he's doing or the the role that he's been given he's accepted because you know it's a good you know, good uh, paycheck, you know. So, uh, but, you know, whatever makes everybody happy, of course. Uh, so, number two. Number two is Chad Gable, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. or F.k.a. Shorty G. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. I, uh, man, I would, I would want to see this guy in the UFC. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing he would be, like, flyweight division, maybe, or, or bantamweight. He's, he's easily 190. You know, as puffy and short as he is. Yeah. You know, oh wow. So probably like welterweight or middleweight. Boy. Yeah, he'd probably may have trouble cutting. They, this is like, yeah, they would need like a one sixty five division. Yeah, I don't know what he walks around at like mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, um, I'll find out what he wrestled at with his KG was in the Olympics. I'm pretty sure he was uh, like a like a lightweight. But you're right. Oh my though. Christ! He wrestles right now with 202 pounds because he, he's he's thicker than a snicker for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm 200. I'm 208 pounds, and I'm six one. Jeez. But I mean, muscle weighs more than fat for sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm on the I'm on the losing end of that argument. Let's see. I want to find out. Yeah, I mean, he would. Olympic, he, uh, he was in the Olympics, right? He was in. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Trials champion. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I would I would have wanted to see him give a, the the UFC a shot, and not that, a couple months ago, I believe he said I quit, and you know I thought okay, well, cool, like he could you know go give that a shot, because uh, I, I honestly you know I feel like wrestlers do really well or transition well into MMA. Yes. Um, so it's, you know, the, it's it's the best base to have because you have discipline and strength, and after that you just have to learn. Defense, striking techniques yeah. yeah you don't even have to i mean you, it definitely helps to learn striking and jiu-jitsu but it's more important to learn the defense of those styles than the offense if you have wrestling as your primary yeah ak right. or the example is uh brock lesnar there uh but anywho uh so yeah so chad gable number number two number one is william regal I love it. I love it. Yeah. He's a working man. There you go. He's a man. 
I I remember, uh, or every once in a while, I watched that match he had with Goldberg, uh, where he, I guess that was he what was catering him the whole time. He didn't want to sell for him. Mm-hmm. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yes, in WCW. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where I guess that is what ended up getting him fired. So from what I heard, he wouldn't um, sell anything. He wouldn't go up for any moves. He didn't want to take anything, but yeah. on purpose. <laughs> on, yeah, on purpose. Because yeah. you know he. This guy is a, an awesome technician in the ring. Like such a good that European style. Uh, so, you know, and uh, he's good on the mic. War games. You War know, games. To this, to this day. Yeah. I love him as commissioner. And I love that he's been the only commissioner in NXT the whole time. I mean, he had Dusty Rhodes a little bit in there, but, you know. God you have, uh, they had JBO too. Really? Oh, I must have missed that. That must have been before. I Tiffany, I think her, her name was, the very first one. The very first one, yeah, was Tiffany, I think, yeah. But that was, I think, is this during the game show era? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've only started. I only started watching when um. Uh, when it became Kevin uh, Owens had just like won the title. It was when I oh NXT had just got back on my radar. Where I was like, okay, this is some cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, William Briegel at number one. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, you know, obviously this this guy is not. I wouldn't say underrated, but. My first honorable mention is CM Punk, uh, and the reason being, the reason, the reason being, hold on, comments, hmm, is that he should have main evented WrestleMania, exactly, of right there, fucking exactly. You know, uh, he he if if McMahon really needed The Rock to be uh, in the main event, why not just make it a triple threat between Cena himself They've and done it before. Punk. You know, he's done it before. They've done it since. Exactly. So uh, there's no, there really was no issue with giving him that main event. Had he given that to him? Because I feel like that's what he really wanted. He wanted the main event. And he was like, that's all he wanted. wanted. Yeah. He didn't even want to win. I don't think he even wanted to win that match. I think he just wanted to have it. Exactly. Not only that, but I don't think he could have, he ish. I think Jericho and him could have made it in two as well, if you remember that. But that one did not was the second, I believe, main event. It's co-main event. The other one that he really wanted to main event, it, which should have happened, was uh, WrestleMania 30. It should have been CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan. And oh, he my God. He would have put – that would have been a match of the century because he would have put over Daniel Bryan. He knew Bryan was hot at the time. He knew, okay, I'll put him over. CM Punk should have lost a belt during that time. He should have had it. Should have gone to WrestleMania 30, defending it against Daniel Bryan. I would say Iron Man match. Fuck it. And oh, then, fuck yeah. Wow. And from <laughs> yeah. there. Not, besides, besides his MMA career, Phil's not stupid. Uh, he understands the wrestling business, and he understands in-ring psychology, and he understands what it means to put someone over when they deserve it right at the right time. And not and only that, but he's okay with losing when it means so much more to the other guy. Agreed. But, he, but remember that he mentioned that during that WrestleMania 30, they booked him for Triple H. To so, win. To, uh, to win. And they were but using he, each other's real names. Okay, Paul. Yeah. Okay, but he, but yeah. That, that's when he was like, no, fuck that. Why am I going to go wrestle you at WrestleMania 30? And for what reason? I mean, shit. Why should it be me wrestling you? That's when they switched the whole angle. Daniel Bryan had to wrestle Triple H first, and then he got to the triple, you know, it got into in the triple threat match. The main event. Yeah, main event. 
they, they had to switch the story like so quick. But honestly, it should have been it should have been CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. It's not Randy Orton. Randy Orton and Batista should not have been involved in that. It's just yeah, I feel if they had Batista there, uh, he could have easily had a match with somebody else, uh, like a newer talent. I would say uh, maybe like a Roman Reigns even. Batista and Roman Reigns, I feel like that would have appealed to me more than Batista and Orton. That would have been uh, huge, even you know, now, even now, even now, for for sure. Yeah. Um. So second, honorable mention is Lana. I, I just can't. I don't know. I, it, when you're a boss, when you have your company, and you see the dedication and just the 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 wanting to improve so badly to make a, a, a statement or to make your mark in 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 history, uh, you gotta commend that person and. You gotta, hey, you, you, that's the people you need to surround yourself with. And I see the, the effort that she's putting in and just the, 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 the wanting to improve, you know? Uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I would definitely would like for them to kind of not just have her go through tables or, or winning by just standing outside of the ring or all that silly stuff, you know? Uh, get behind this person. This, this person likes being in your company, wants to be in your company, despite, you know, her husband is somewhere else, right? Wants to be uh, trained, too. She's like, train she, me, please. Yeah, I don't want to just course. be a piece of ass on screen. I want to compete. I've heard her say this, you know? Yeah. So you, that, That's why she the flies. People. She flies to, you know, to Natalia's house. Yeah. To go ahead and go train to get better and better. And you know what? She's has getting better. So I give her, I give her credit. I give yeah, her and I do. love. I'm looking it up right now. I love her. The finisher they gave her, um, which is that, um, it's like a underhook sit out face bomb or something like, like a, that. Like an X Factor. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an X Factor. Well, she has another one besides the X Factor where she came out and she did it, and it was like she had the double underhooks like a tiger, like a um, like a dragon suplex. Right. She lifts you up, and then she like does some weird shit um, where she throws you forward. I was like, oh, that looks fucking crazy. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, but so she wants so. it. She definitely wants to be more than just uh, um, uh, a comedy gimmick. Yeah, but I, I give her credit where credit's due. I mean, she's really trying hard to be on television and to actually not only that, but also to be uh, pretty much developing her in-ring skills ability. And I, and I give her props 100%. For her to keep on trying and to learn, she don't want to learn from Miro. She want to learn on her own, and I yeah. respect and I respect that because you yeah. you don't want to learn from your husband. You want to learn from on your own to get your own type of style. That's a lot of respect, especially learning from Natalia. She's another one that I one of the best in the best in the world, right there for sure. Yes. For both for training and in ring, you know. Yes, I see Natalia being the future head trainer for Enix for the PCs. So I see that her and Sarah D'Amato can run that shit for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely they will run that shit a lot. And, and I can't wait to see. And now they they paired Lana with Oscar, and honestly, like a couple of months ago, I would have never thought of that pairing, but now that it's there, uh, I can I can see the the chemistry between the two of them. The you know, it's comedic, but, you know, with Asuka being champion, it, it's not overly, you know, comedic. It has the potential for a tag team title run. So, we'll see. Definitely. 100%. I love it, man. This is, 
Yeah, see, I'm going from the past. You're going from the present and the future. That's dope. You're going from – I love it. The William Regal one, you're absolutely right. That one really caught my attention. Yeah, I feel you on that one for sure. That one for sure because William Regal was underutilized in WCW and underutilized in WWF at the time. He could have been a phenomenal world champion for sure. Yeah. And, oh, my God. I still – if you guys have seen the archives, you know, we did uh, – uh, top five dream factions. I didn't say the round table. We should have William Regal being the one, leaving that round table with Wade Barrett, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and who was the other one? I, yeah, yeah, only them four, I would say. That would have been so awesome. Just them running like the whole WWE, Bruce's aggression era at the time, or even right now, that would have been so dope. Right now. Awesome. I love it, but you're absolutely right. Mr. One and Only, the floor is yours. What's up, man? This list was uh, tricky because I didn't want it to feature people that I thought should have been champions that weren't like we had before. Otherwise, it would just be that same list. Um, so, yeah, I did kind of narrow it down to people that didn't even get a push towards a title picture in, you know, or as close to it as I thought they should have deserved. Um, it is a mix of the past and the present and possibly the future. Um, my number five, man, I dug, I dug this character. Uh, it was, I don't want to say original, but it was something else. It was something else, man. And along with your Chris Canyon gimmick uh, of Mortis, this was the opposite of that. And I'm going with Glacier. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I forgot about Glacier, Glacier. bro. I liked Glacier. We all know it was just a sub-serial gimmick, but he was a full-on Taekwondo master. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, I think he would have been a great uh, – adversary to the NWO at the time. It would have been cool to see him take out a lot of the mid-card NWO guys and maybe hit a wall when he got to, like, Nash or something like that. But I could have seen him taking out, like, he could have taken out Six and Horace Hogan and Scotty Norton and Bagwell, a few with Bagwell. <laughs> Get him into the U.S. title picture, you know. <laughs> That's – and stop there – but that would have been sick. But uh, I think a lot of people just at the time were not into anything non-Hogan. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was just bad, bad, bad timing on the character. I'm sorry because yeah. you mentioned Horace Hogan. I did and, mention and, Horace Hogan. It's <laughs> the last time anyone's ever going to mention Horace Hogan, but I did it. I hate to say it, but it kind of reminded me of Randy Hogan. You remember yeah, that right? one? Oh, my God. Um, Supposed to be Hulk Hogan's brother. It was, it was actually his nephew, for sure, yeah. but yeah. What? It wasn't his nephew, was Horace it? Horace Hogan is actually Hogan's nephew, yeah. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah, that one, but I'm talking about Randy Hogan. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Oh, they, were to, they were trying to copy Hogan before he went to WCW. They made yeah. their own Hogan. It was like the fake, fake Nash in, 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 um, in Ramon. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, his in-ring performance was fine. He was fine. He was a little older at the time, but, I mean, he had a sick sidekick. It was basically a, a, a more brutal... Sweet chin music, I think, more realistic. And um, that's, I got nothing more to say about Glacier. I no, enjoyed it. I love his entrance, though. His entrance yeah. is shit. The, the lasers and shit like that. Yes, yeah, they definitely, that's they what, definitely, they definitely that's, backed him financially as far as character development goes, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I forget who my number four is, so I'm going to click on it and then explain it afterwards. That's right. Okay, Stevie Richards. And I don't mean the right to censor Stevie, and I don't mean the BWO Stevie, but if you would have pushed him in a very CM Punk-esque way, as uh, – not CM Punk um, as 
um, the, as the characters kind of more of just like let him be himself let him be funny and serious and dangerous at the same time but he's a great worker he's charismatic um, he has personality uh, the right to censor gimmick was so bad like he was <laughs> leader of that shit like god damn it dude like did you guys even watch ECW like he he had all the tools to become uh, at least intercontinental status you know he could have been a very very similar to Ziggler as the heel and the face um, I just I like Steve Richards on all fronts except for right to censor oh fuck I don't even like bringing that up um, intercontinental at best but it would have been nice to have seen him main event at least more raws and in, in minor pay-per-views that would have been pretty cool Agreed. yeah uh, number three who is my number three? Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. There you go. Should he, even though he's currently active on the roster, active, we, I think. We know why. Yeah, yeah. Um, loosely, right? Yeah, right. The dude dude can bang. Uh, dude smashes people. I love his skills. I love his character. Um, I don't know, man. Like, hopefully he goes somewhere in his career in or outside of the company he's currently in, that his hard work pays off because the dude can just go. I the guy, it. the guy pulled. He, how you said, I'm with you 100. I'm adding more to the firewood. You're, you know what you're saying? Yes, in the independent circuit, he did all phenomenal in the UK. He did great in NXT, man. His whole, his whole, the whole um, that storyline about who said who, who attacked Gargano and Champa. That whole with the Nikki, Nikki Cross and then. Who attacked him? And, you know, that lasted for a year. That was a year-long storyline with great payoff. He picks up Gargano with his foot and says, I absolve you of all your sins and hits him with the second black mask. Beautiful storytelling. Uh, and he can he can moonsault. He can kick. He can backflip. He can Muay Thai. He's the total package, man. He doesn't even need to talk. And he can talk. You know, so he there's no reason besides uh, internal politics that he should not be world champion he can absolutely be he could stop roman reigns he would make sense that would put him in a program of the reigns and if he beat reigns i would be like i i believe it for sure definitely (sighs) this is where i get mad at fucking vince (laughs) yeah that's where i get pissed off i get mad (laughs) on this bullshit like fuck you guys are dumb fucking idiots you stupid idiot stupid stupid idiot idiot. like okay i get the point with the other that would happen understanding of course he's mad. Well, it's not. Course, I don't understand. I don't understand why they are coming down on her, but they're taking it out on him. No, that. well, actually, because he demanded to go back to NXT. Well, when that happened, he's like, you know what? Yeah. I'll go back to NXT. Let him work. No. Let him work. Yeah, you know? I don't want. Oh my! Oh my God! Imagine him and Karrion Cross. Imagine the fucking yes. Team. That will be a match to see. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you heard. Off. If you're watching this shit, Paul Levesque, better tell Vinny, hey, give me, give me Aleister Black. Give him, let him bring him back to NXT. I need him to feud with Karrion Cross. Oh, my God. That would be a great takeover match. A trilogy would be. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Um, my number two, I feel very similar to the way I feel about Aleister Black with my number two. Uh, she should be running shit. She, they don't give what – what I've always said about this particular performer is they just don't give her the mic enough. But when they do give her the mic, she can handle business. She had a brief feud with Rousey. Um, she got jobbed the fuck out, which is fine because it's Rousey. But Miss Dana Brooke should be running shit right now. I agree 100%. Dana Brooke is one of the best performers that no one's talking about. There's no holes in her game. She's athletic. 
she's entertaining in the ring. She can tell a story. She can backflip, and she can lift you above her head. She's the, literally the total package, and I don't mean that because she looks like Lex like Luger. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they don't. They just don't give her enough screen time, and they don't give her enough mic time. But when you listen to her promos on the mic, uh, she can handle it. You know, like she's articulate. She doesn't stutter. She's passionate. Um, and I don't see any reason that she's ever been held back. I don't think she's even held the women's title at all. Never, ever, I think ever she held I don't up. even think she had the NXT title, which is a damn shame. Never either. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense because she's just – The way how I feel – like, Same thing you said about Lana, about she just wants to work. She wants to train. Yeah. She wants to get better. She Dana Brooke is doing that and getting better. 100%. This, she, and she's has fit um, this past Monday night, she got a win. I forgot about against who, but it, I reckoning. Guess, there you go. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> so, I got a, I got a sense. What? Of, Mia uh, Yim. Like a, a twice push. in a row. Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Twice in a row. Well, if that was if that was an NXT match, you no, know, those would have been match of the years. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But because it's Retribution, those are just like falling under the wayside and thrown under the apron. Oh, he has. He does have a point, though. I mean, because Mia Yim. Solid is, point. Mia Yim just got to the main roster, so you're really going to – of course, you're going to get buried first. Ha-ha! They're buried right, right, right quick. Ah! Okay, you're gonna, of course, yeah. you're going to get buried the first, <laughs> first month or two. It's a good and, Vince. You know, to, yeah, it's a bit. You know how, you know how Vince is. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you 100%. Dana Brooke has developed her in-ring skills as of late. They uh, never, I don't think they ever lacked. I think that when she debuted, she was good, and when she got main roster, she was good. The only she problem with her is she didn't get hurt, though. Well, that's not her fault. Though. I know, I know. It's not like it was a it, it was a major concern of her she injury. Wasn't hurting, like she's not like Nia Jax, who literally can retire people like, <laughs> and sucks on the mic, and it's not fun to watch. You no, know, I mean, you know, I'll do respect to not to Nia Jax because she's hurt too many people. Um, my number one friend of the show, I would love to have him on Man Crush Monday, Mister Matt Cardona. There is no reason this guy could have been sh- shouldn't have been pushed to the moon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you could have even had him go serious um, and be kind of boring for a couple of minutes, and then have him just pop as like a top heel, like drop the the bro gimmick, the internet champ. He he's imposing. He's good looking. He's articulate on the mic. He's entertaining. I just they had they had it out to just not push him. I don't see if you're watching this. He's he's hitting on your boy. Yeah, I definitely am. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea Green can pack her bags, bro. I'm moving in. The <laughs> same. <laughs> um, yeah, just had everything going for him, and no reason that it didn't. I don't, you know, you know, it didn't hurt anybody. If consummate in ring performer, good on the mics, good looking, charismatic, tall, big, buff, can can wrestle. Is what passionate is, about the business. What's oh, up? yeah, he is. He's very passionate about the business. How yeah, said. absolutely. Yeah. He didn't even sign the contract with the AEW because he just wants to travel. He wants to uh, wrestle as much as he possibly can against as many people as he possibly can. He wants to – he's a road dog. You know, he wants to be out there moving. Um, hopefully, he finds a, a home somewhere that gets him the recognition he deserves. Right now, he's kind of just wrestling wherever we'll have him. And that's fine. He's happy. I'm, I'm happy. He's happy. Yeah. Call me. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have any honorable mentions when I started this list, so I don't have any graphics for them. But I will throw two out just because um, we got some time. My first honorable mention is a very un, 
unknown wrestler. He's sort of obscure unless you were with me every Friday night watching like straight under the table ECW, and that's Mr. Chris Chetty. Taz's oh cousin. shit! Chris Chetty was the shit, dude. I forgot about him. Yeah, Chris Chetty was. I, I think he had some issues. I don't know if they were alcohol, drug, or mental related. I don't want to bring those up and speak on something I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. But when he was performing, he was fantastic, man. Like, he was really good. He was a, kind of a power flyer. Didn't fight anything like Taz. No, no. He, he, his style was way I think different. his finisher was like a moonsault, but it was like a clean moonsault. And I think he actually used to do it off of balconies like New Jack, but with the, the, the backflip. What the hell um, happened to him? You, dude, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know if he's training. I don't know if he's, you know, I can look it up right now because we're live, sort of. Chris Chetty. Um, please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, he reunited with, oh, that's right. He was attacking with Nova. I love that. Um, he came back in 2013, uh, as a retirement match, uh, in a tag team in a company called PWS. It was him and Nova versus Hurricane Helms and Starman. Starman's awesome. From the old pro wrestling game from like 1986 on the mm. NES. Still one of my favorite video games of all time. Fond memories of that. That's a different list for sure. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Chetty was awesome. I don't think that he even got pushed much in ECW, even for being Taz's cousin. Um, I would have liked to have seen him in the TV title picture. He would definitely have lost to RBD, but to have seen that match would have been pretty cool. Um, and then my second honorable mention, uh, nobody remembers this guy, and John Cena shut him down because he was just too good-looking and too talented and technically kind of stole his finisher, but that's Alex Riley. Um, wow. Alex, Riley, yes. Alex Riley was the shit for the two minutes that he was on that roster, but uh, he, he, you know, he kind of showed up, rubbed Cena the wrong way. Cena basically pulled the plug on his entire career, and has only been seen since on one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Glow, where he plays the trainer, uh, one of the main trainers. Yeah, I didn't even know it was him until I read the credits. I'm like, oh shit, that was Alex Riley. It's been a yeah, minute. it was Riley and Johnny Mundo. They were, yeah. yeah. They were, they were part of John Morrison now in WWE. But Johnny Nitro, yeah. Johnny Nitro, Johnny yeah. Moore, John Moore. Whatever, he, he's everything. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Impact, Johnny yeah. Underground, Lucha Ground, I don't know. Anything. Yeah, no worries. But, uh, yeah, I just it, – it is what it is, man. But I think Riley could have been pushed to the moon, too. He was good looking. He could have fit that sort of evolution-style character where he was uh, – charismatic but kind of a corporate dick at the same time that would have been really cool to see you know what there, there was a fuse though that he had at nxt i remember when he went back to nxt he never even held a championship he held the fcw heavyweight championship yeah, yeah no but, but what i mean is like when he went back to nxt because he left to be in roster went back i think he was a commentator and they had him a feud i forgot what who though i'm trying to remember shit yeah. I, I need to go back uh... But he had to I like hype. to bring up Wikipedia's as we're doing this just to catch up on some shit because that's how I get all my info. Yeah, and he's um, mm-hmm. he, I guess he announced last year on Instagram he's coming back to wrestling, but I mean that was pre-pandemic, so who yeah. knows wh- where or what he could end up doing. Um, I remember, I remember seeing him in person uh, at Axis uh, when they had it here at SummerSlam, and the reason I remember it is because it was the hottest day of the year. And everybody was just like, or was that the name of the event? No, no, no. It was it was literally the hottest day of the year. <laughs> the hottest literally. event of the summer. <laughs> and right. uh, I, I remember Alex Riley comes out to his signing wearing a full suit, 
you oh, know, all, uh, all dressed up, and everybody was like, "Man, is that guy like? Does he have an AC in there or something?" In his uh, jacket, like little <laughs> you know, yeah, because yeah, it like was that hurt. hot, and and you know, he was in the character, you know, full yeah. and full. Um, but yeah, just one of those careers that just ended too soon to due to internal politics. Mm. Um, I think it's literally because he was doing the, um, come on, Kennedy, Attitude you know this adjustment. shit. Um, a- oh my God. A few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is it actually called? Not the Blue Thunder Driver. What is it called? Burning Hammer. He was doing oh. the Burning Hammer. That was his finisher. And I think he kind of I might have turned it into like an RKO a little, little bit, just a little bit tweak on the end of it there. But John's like, oh, that finisher looks too much like mine and it looks a lot better than mine. Fire that guy. I think that's literally the story. Um, if I'm wrong, leave a comment down below. Tag me in it because I, I don't like to be wrong um, ever about this information. It's ruining so, your window. Yeah. I mean, that's my list. Those are guys that, you know, would have been cool to see go a little bit further in their career or a lot further depending on uh, – who you ask um it's a hard list to put together there's so many people that could have made that list yeah um, i just picked the top five that came to me off the top of my head that and i have i love it man you guys all all of all of you guys killed it with these lists i love it man shit yeah i forgot about alex friday it's you man and and you know chris chet you know Dude, I forgot all about it. I'm gonna look that up right now. Chris Chetty's moonsault. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look at his matches again because I really don't. I remember that name, but I just never came across the head of him until you just mentioned now. I think he had a cool ass finisher too. Chris Chetty's man, you know I'm gonna look at Glacier. Great, that's man. That's what it was. He did a double jump moonsault. There it is. He would jump from the. He would springboard to the one rope, then jump to the second rope, and then do the moonsault. I fucking knew he had a sick ass move. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm going to have to YouTube that for sure. For, that's, yeah. That's, it's like a six second clip. I'll, I'll oh, just yeah. do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to have to do oh, that. We, have, we always have a private message opened up on Facebook so we can chat while we're talking here. Uh, <laughs> a little inside wrestling behind the scenes right there. But we're there talking you. behind the scenes at the same time. There you go. That you was fun, this man. And I look forward to what you. Uh, I don't know if you're ready to announce the next list, man, but I'm I am going to announce it, which is now, which is the like next top five is coming up for week 33. We were doing the, te- the top, the best top five, best feuds, rivalries. Could be that, you know, feuds or rivalries, it's the same shit. So, it's, yeah. you know, Let me top ask, five. Can it, be, can it be kayfabe and outside the ring, like in and outside of the business? Or are we talking and, we can talk characters in and out of the business. All right, like oh, it. Okay. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, we're both looking at our jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yes. Uh, so that I'm looking forward to go ahead and do that. The, the, the top five best views. And we are gonna have um, we are gonna have actually a guest, uh, which uh, I'm not gonna mention his name yet, but he will have a guest. He's uh, one of our lovely brothers from you know the podcast world radio station world you know so uh from detroit michigan so i'll go ahead and uh he'll be joining us in our top five so keep you know stay tuned for that and also don't forget next week next friday as we're gonna go ahead and give you guys some results of what happened on the jacob on what happened to mania what kenny omega if he can retain regain i mean we don't know we, we, we shit all this we're not saying anything because you know it's not friday it's not friday yet so we'll let you guys know and also what happened on Impact, Final Resolution, so much shit has been, so much richly good content. shit, 
2020 is ending. I didn't I didn't see this year ending so well for professional wrestling. It looked grim in the beginning, but it is fucking popping off. Like it's never popped off before. I don't 2021 one of the best. 100% I 100% agree, definitely. Yeah, I did not see this coming. I didn't see it ending so fucking well when it started so bad. Definitely. So, I'm, we're all looking forward for it, ladies and gentlemen. So, make sure uh, you guys tune in for next Friday, episode 33. Make sure you guys tune in for that. We give you the results and much more progress in context. We'll actually provide, you know, we'll cover as much as we can. Don't forget also to, to subscribe to our channel below, right at the end of the video. Make sure you guys subscribe to our new viewers. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and also hit that notification bell so you will get we get our weekly episodes every Friday and our top five every Sundays and you'll get an unexpected exclusive interviews. So you know keep, keep you know keep an eye on that. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. And also we have another upcoming interview that we'll be releasing, so keep an eye on that, which is uh our brother I mean we love them because the fact that here in SoCal they were the ones that really helped us to get more exposed in the independent circuit and more around California what's going on in the professional world in California and that is SoCal Uncensored so we'll be going ahead and interviewing them so stay tuned for that because we have a lot of questions to ask and that's and that's also our brother right here Chris Kennedy has a lot of questions to ask and let, let the viewers know what is SoCal Uncensored if they don't know not people from SoCal but oh SoCal. man SoCal I owe so much of my life SoCal Uncensored. SoCal Uncensored is one of the first message boards pre-Reddit, almost pre-Google, that existed on the internet that fully supported independent wrestling in the Southern California region. They were the only place you could go to find out where the indies, I'm talking before Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, um, before United Wrestling, before Hollywood Wrestling. I think they started in like 2001. I have an interview on this website from like 2001. And basically it was articles, interviews, and a message board that was always active. And there were reviews of shows. There were um, articles about upcoming events. Basically it was where you went to find out wrestling in SoCal. That's all I have to say about it. I'm just so excited that we get to have these men on. Um, I, I just, I'm glowing right now. This is my entire life come full circle. 20 years later, I get to interview the people that my very first interview was with. And I can't wait to share that with them. Definitely, 100%. We cannot wait either because it's, because of them, they gave us life in professional wrestling in Southern California for us to know about everything that's going on. And we, then this is, that's when they, be, you know, that's a lot, we have a lot more. I rather not say everything that watch you make sure you, you viewers watch that interview because we have a lot of questions to ask. Them. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you, you tune in uh, for that exclusive interview coming up this week on the Circle Debate. And so don't forget also to subscribe to our Spotify, Anchor, and podcast as well. All yeah, the I for getting us on all major platforms. I'm or yeah. whoever, if Mike helps too as well, but I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's everyone, <laughs> man. It's 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 all contributions, everybody. It's not only just one person. It's everyone here. It's not only just one. It's Aww. everyone. So so once again, make sure you guys tune in for that as well. Make sure you guys uh, you will find this obviously on Spotify and Anchor and Podcast. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next Friday for episode 33 and the next Sunday of the top five best feuds and rivalries. Once again, the DB's one I've been seeing with the one and only, the one and only with the four minutes of heat, sunglasses, 
Shout out to you. Rock God, man. Rock, Rock God. God. If you're watching this, you know. And also the hero of all heroes. That's right. He's flexing to you right there. And you <laughs> see, he is no longer has WWE toys. He has now AEW toys. He's come to the Action. right side of the world. He's yeah. A proud of you, bro. Proud of you. That's right. Saying to you guys, I bid you you goodbye. Wow. And good <laughs> night. Bang. <laughs>